give them nothing, but take from them everything. Welcome back to the Metal and God Podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and with me, as always, is that gentleman over there. I am the Grump Guy. How you doing, everybody? They're not going to answer you, but... Uh, they're... Uh, no, they're answering me right now. They're screaming in my head. Hey, We're back. doing so awesome. well. Yay! Yeah. Uh, today, we have an incredible guest, uh, Mr. Russ Rankin from Good Riddance, and uh, what? there's a bunch of bands, actually, as joining us. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no, dude. Thank you for doing this, uh, taking the time. And, and about time we finally got you on. We've actually tried yeah. to do this two or three times, and uh, I apologize for all that mess that was going on. Uh, the first time we actually tried to have you on, my um, uh, my board decided to explode on me. So that was you nice. Damn near cut his house on fire. fire. That was nice. <laughs> so that was good. That was really nice. So, man, what's, what? how are you? Like, what's been going on, man? Uh, how's the, uh, as Rum would say, how's the weather out there? <laughs> we were just talking about that. Really? Yeah, we're? Yeah. It's, it's hot. It's unseasonably Rob? hot, but that's kind of how it's going. Dude. Wow. I'm curious what's going on in the music world for yes. you right now, because uh, your your track record is amazing. Uh, you've Thank had, you. put out a lot of great material. Uh, what do you got going on right now? Well, currently... We, like uh, my band Good Riddance, a couple weeks ago we played Punk in the Park in Tempe, Arizona. It was our first first like gig in front of live audience in over a year, so that was pretty cool. Like we played with H2O and Face to Face and Strung Out and Pennywise and Wow, and it was pretty cool to see like just to see everybody again. And we were all kind of the same in the same boat. We were all just anxious and and just. <laughs> itching to get up there and play did it, so. did it seem weird i mean has, has i mean it did and it didn't like as soon as we were a couple songs in it was just a normal show i mean it was it was outside and it was like 100 degrees but we were like it was shaded like it was like an amphitheater type of thing yeah mm-hmm. uh so it was it was really cool and there was a lot of people that knew our songs and it just felt good to you know shake off the rust and and get up there again and i was also it was cool to see you know, friends of ours that we don't haven't seen in a long time because no right. one's touring. So normally we run into each other throughout the year at some point, a festival or a you know a club show or something. Sure. And so it was, it was cool. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm recording my second solo album next month. Wow. So I'm I'm wrapping up like I'm I'm just demoing really hard and working on songs and and fine tuning stuff before I go into the studio for that. Dude, that's what? awesome. Yeah. It is. What direction is? Uh, can you tell us anything about? It? I mean, what the direction of the album is? There, a, is there a? Is there a? a th- I don't. I hate to even use the word theme, <laughs> theme. to it. Is there? Is there some sort of um, picture? Well, my, my first, right? my first solo album was like it's. It's basically kind of half and half, like introspective relationship heartbreak, and then half uh, politics. Okay. Nice. Uh, nice. So that's and it's kind of the same. With this, with this go around, I'm a little bit more prepared. Like the last time, I had no idea what I was doing. I, I had written all, written all these songs on my acoustic guitar and was just learning how to play acoustic guitar properly. You know, like the right, the right way. 
Mm-hmm. And I went down to the studio with my friend Paul, uh, and he he engineered it and produced it. And we both had a good time. Like we we were we were both like, well, neither of us has ever done anything like this before. Let's see what happens. And so we kind of made it up as we went, and it ended up being being a pretty a really cool experience. And and the, the album turned out way better than I thought it would. And oh, so cool. I was pretty stoked. But since then, I I've I think I've come a long way in like my guitar playing and and like crafting crafting material for that sort of that sort of style what what made you go that direction what 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 prompted the idea of going straight into a guitar just well, to... it, was, it was a couple things like i i write a lot of the good business material on guitar so I'm like I, I play guitar all the time and then i'm i was just really really into billy bragg i don't know if you guys know mm-hmm. who that is he's a, a british guy and I just love the the stripped down kind of it's like folky, but it's yeah. really political and like really uh, heavy lyrically and and I got into that and then and then my friend Tony Sly from No Use for a Name was had already been doing nice. it for a while he'd struck out on his own and was, had released a solo album and was playing shows and he hit me up and wanted me to go up to Canada and open for him but I'd never really done it. Hmm. And I was like, "Do you want to hear any songs or anything?" He's like, "No, I trust you." <laughs> so I went up. I went up there and like played some shows with him and kind of watched what he was doing and took some pointers and and it was just fun. It's it's a it's such a different vibe. And the cool thing about it was like he called me to do the shows, and my first thought is, "Well, okay, I got to call my band." And then I was like, "Wait a minute, I don't got to call anybody. <laughs> it's just me. Like, I, yeah. I could just go." Yeah. <laughs> So it was cool. We had a good time, and uh, so I, I played a bunch of shows since then. I've been to Europe a couple of times, and uh, went to Costa Rica to play a festival. Nice! Wow, so dude, I love Costa Rica. I bet you that was cool. Yeah, yeah. So I just play whenever I can, and uh, I, I haven't really buckled down too hard on it. Yeah. Like I had a booking agent, and then he dropped me because I kept forgetting to get paid at shows. Like. Cause I, I don't ever deal with that in my band. So I was, I was playing these solo shows and like, thanks guys. And I was taking off and I never didn't get paid. And booking agents don't like it when you do that. They're like, wait a minute, dude. You know, yeah. I, I get a piece of this. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, it's totally my fault. It's so stupid. Like I don't know what I'm doing. So, but it's, it's fun. And, and, uh, this label in Europe is, is paying for the recording and is going to put it out. Very cool. Uh, and then I'm going to do also, uh, at this, in the same session, I'm going to record some songs for my friend, Al, up in Toronto who has a label called cursed blessings that's cool. doing really well. And nice. And so I'm going to give, you know, do a, an EP with his label. Nice. So yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to it. I'm right, right now I'm just in the midst of like demoing and like sifting through and writing and rewriting lyrics and, and, uh, getting working with my producer who's, yeah, I've got a Dropbox folder with all the demos <laughs> up there. And so hopefully he's, he's like got some ideas about what to do. That's with awesome. The, uh, with those topics that you were talking about, though, with the uh, you know, you, you're doing it with on the guitar, and you've got that more, uh, it's it's got uh, kind of that uh, thought vibe of like uh, when you're talking politics and, and state of the world and that whole thing. You're you know, it it's, it pulls. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Is it is it that that thought of maybe pulling those because times really haven't changed. Really, I mean, they've changed, but they haven't changed. Right. Yeah. So when you're talking like the strife from the 60s, the stuff from the 80s with the 
you know, the, the political unrest and, you know, in, in Europe and, and especially Ireland and stuff like that. And, you know, there's, and there's so much now unrest here in the U S and, you know, uh, and it just pops up and it's, uh, there's so much to write about and, and so much to see and so much to express opinion upon. Um, uh, is, is that maybe, uh, was that, was that, I'm probably reading too much into it. Was that something that was in your mind at any time? Like, you know, you're, you're picking up that guitar and you're, 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 you're putting out the, uh, the story, you know, of what's in your head and what you're seeing is, is, is that maybe something you thought of? I think that, I think, yeah, definitely the, because, because the political aspect was what really attracted me to punk Mm -hmm. all those years ago in the first place. And that really was my has always been my north star. Like I, mm-hmm. I've, I was really attracted to the to the, the more political bands, and was you know was was in a lot of ways radicalized. You know, mm-hmm. I became the person that I am, and the the, poli- the political beliefs that I have because of the bands and and music that I listened to growing up and still do. And so that's always been important for me. Like, yeah, it sounds cool and it's 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 fun to listen to music, but like. I, I like it when it's a vehicle for, for when, some sort of like conscious thought. Yeah, when it sure. has a meaning behind. Yeah, exactly. See, Wayne, Wayne, you you were much heavier into that punk scene. I was. Than I, was I was. I was a hardcore I, kid. I, I growing probably up. could have fit in just great in the punk scene because I, I was just the weird guy. Just <laughs> you know, I'm gonna set this on fire. That was me, you know. <laughs> you know. But Wayne, Wayne, you were really yeah. I was it. I was like a straight edge hardcore kid back in the day, you know, like uh, big into like uh, Youth of Today and and uh, sick of it all and all those guys and from the New York side and and I was yeah. like, I was that was like that's what drew me into like real that music was that those guys were just so like oh man it was I don't know dude like they were speaking the, a message yeah like, yeah like their messages were fantastic you know I was like this is so cool you know I was I. Dude, I was straight edge probably till I was in my 30s, you know, and and I just I don't know why I stopped. I just did, well, you, you know. Got that walker. Yeah, yeah, I got the walker. That's right. Yeah, um, but but no, man, like like I love that stuff. Like I still to to this day, I still listen to all those guys. Like Youth of Today, I'll listen to on a daily basis, and and like I, one of the coolest things about having our show was <clears throat> to be able to reach out to people like yourself, and 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 I got to you know, communicate back and forth to, with Ray from youth of today. You know, I was like, Holy shit. I'm talking wow. to this dude. Who's like, you know, has inspired the world basically. You know what I'm saying? Like Ray has done yeah. a lot in the world of, you know, like doing not just music, but you know, he's a Yogi now and he does all this stuff yeah. with all these people. And it's really cool. Um, hopefully one day we'll get him on the show when he's not so busy, but whatever, you know, but back to the music is like that stuff had a message and and it really you know made me think about things like because i was listening to stuff like iron maiden and metallica and stuff as as a young kid i was like the first like true my own like when i was building my own style of music like what i wanted to listen to i was listening to those guys at first and then a friend of mine who lit who's from new york he uh said you got to hear these guys man these guys are from new york you should check them out and that was it. When right, I, then you discovered Hanson, which just blew, blew I your mind. I did, and they were just incredible. Their message of Umbop just was like the best thing in the world. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but no, man, and, and like I just, I just, there was something about them, man. Like I, the positive message, the music was so positive that it just, it was great. 
you people know don't, don't people don't usually equate and i'm i'm saying this i mean that at least the people i have talked to a lot of times people don't uh equate punk music that have that have a strong message you no. know that isn't because a lot of pe in people's mind the message stops at like the, the anarchy thing you right know, at, you know but it goes past that there was a reason for it there was a uh, uh, there was a, uh, a movement to it that was to redesign society's view of the world, you know, and yeah. uh, if anything, that, that still needs to go on today, and I think you're definitely doing it, man. Yeah, I, I just, I've always wanted to, I mean, that's always been attractive to me, and then my goal in my band as well has, has always been to sort of address address things it, but in a more, a little more cryptic way, and it, at least in a way that's a little more open to interpretation and a little more timeless. Because, like, I love the Dead Kennedys; they're one of my favorite oh, yeah. bands. And, and but like, the, their their songs are are about such specific events in time that they become dated. Yes, right. And so I, I think I'd rather sing about the, the phenomenon or the, the underpinnings or what caused what. Like people are like, oh yeah, Trump, like you probably got a lot to write about. It's like, you know what? I don't want to write about that guy, but I, yeah. I, but I'd like to write about, I'd like to, I'd like to write about the, the systemic ills, which would bring about the ascension of somebody like that. Yeah. I would like to write about that because that's to me, the bigger problem. You don't want to, you don't want to date your songs either. I mean, like you said, like the also, it's also, it's low hanging fruit, right? Like, it's, right. Yeah. It's, it's, no, it's like, I want to, I want to like, I want to try to challenge myself to write, basically the same kind of like things but in in new ways and and add some nuance and you know i i i aspire to be a better songwriter than i am and so i'm always trying to to get better at it and i was pretty fortunate because several months ago the guy who i consider to be he like he's my favorite favorite songwriter in the whole world did a zoom like master class kind of thing on songwriting and I, oh, I wow. signed up and paid paid like paid the money and there was about 180 people on there for about two hours and I was just soaking it all up I took notes and it was like really really cool to see this guy walk through his process that's so cool and really kind of think about think about the 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 craft of songwriting uh especially with me doing the solo stuff where it's where it's more relevant right and right. so it was really like I'm writing this new album and I'm totally thinking about the stuff that he said and looking at my songs a different way. So anything I can do to get to get like a a new take on it, I'm I'm down to do it. Man, well, speaking I, of process. Wait, hold I'm on sorry. a second. Hold on a second. I I just want to say one thing. You posted something today on uh on Instagram. It made me fucking laugh out loud, buddy. And it's so true. It's so true in so many ways. It's that you said that you uh you fancy yourself uh, some kind of songwriter until you hear uh Fast Car by Tracy Chapman yeah. and then you didn't you time to go check out if Taco Bell needs any help. Dude, yeah. you were so right, man. Like I, me and Rum have been in different bands throughout the years, and and writing and stuff. You think, yeah, I'm, this is this is this is great, you know. And then you hear something that's like truly great, and you're going, "Well, fuck, I got. I guess I better tear that one up, you know." Or, or my my drummer at the time, we'd go see like these bands play, and and like he'll look at them and go, "Well, I'm gonna go home and burn my drums now," you know, like like it's that kind of stuff. But I completely agree with you. When it comes to songs, though, for me, it was always you. You can, you can, 
I'm I'm a, and I'm the type of person. I'm just speaking for me now. That I I have to not just I have to analyze each instrument, each piece, and I actually pay attention to lyrics. Now oh, a lot of people do don't too. pay attention to lyrics, and I find that lyrics in a song are as important. Now, a lot of people don't. They're like, yeah, it's just hard. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. It's like, but no, I need to know what I, this song. is I think about. lyrics are more important. To be honest with well, you. Well, and if if there's no message, right, to great music, I mean, you can have great instrumentals. You can have the, a phenomenal guitar. You can have amazing drum action. You can do a, a bassist that will just knock your knock your socks off. But if if, if the words, if without the the lyrics, there's you know, I might as well just be listening to a, a really good instrumental, you know, and then make my own, you know, determination of what this mood is coming across yeah. me. But lyrics are very yeah. important, you know, because yeah. it, it helps. It helps tell the story. It helps say what you're saying, you know, and obviously it's words. But I mean, there's a lot of great musicians out there that I know of that they, you know, that have horrible, horrible lyrics. And they're like, what? I'm like, what are you doing? It seems like such a waste of a song with nothing up front. You know, you're, you're throwing genius at me and then deliver me a turd, you know, because I, <laughs> I mean, it's just just crap words, you know, and there's nothing to them. But I mean, what what is your process? Because you you your messages in the songs that I've heard are um, you're, you're you're saying something, whether it be with the band or you're, you know, whatever. But I mean, it, it, you're saying something. I mean, what is your process? Where do you go when you decide, hey, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to pick up this guitar, and I'm going to write something? I mean, where where do you, do you get, you know, uh, uh, do you start have a starting point, or do you just wing it? I think that most of the time, I I'm just banging around on the guitar, and I I stumble onto like a progression or a riff, mm-hmm. and then normally I. I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. And then in my head, I'm thinking already, is is this a chorus or is this a verse? And okay. then, and then uh, I'll start like humming or singing some gibberish over it to try to find a melody that's cool. Do you ever just key on on a word? Like I, that's how I used to do. I would just like I'd be going through lyrics and stuff. And I <laughs> no, I don't. I usually don't. But then that that songwriting class that I that I would join, like that that Zoom thing, like. It was really cool, like the watching him build a song out of nothing, and he he would do this thing where like he would take words like two words that rhyme, okay, and like have a bunch of sets of those, and you can you can sort of build a build verses around those, and then I I write a lot for for rhythm, like how does a word fit rhythmically in the in the in the structure of a song sure. and how does it how does it fit sonically because it's almost its own instrument exactly. and some words some words just sound better at a certain spot than than another word and so I, i'm always thinking about that and i'm trying to use words that are not just like as i'm trying to be as as ungeneric as possible with words that i use so i'm i use a thesaurus a little bit i try to challenge myself or i think about I'll read. I'll reread lyrics and, and look for words that are that are common that I could change, mm-hmm. but still that that maybe still have the same. Like find another word that has the same rhythmic, um, rhythmic drop. Like it's got it's got two beats or, or whatever. But basically, I just grab the guitar, and I just bang on it, and I, eventually, like stuff comes out. Like I'll, 
I'll write, I'll play a play, I'll play something four times and then go, okay, where does it go next? And then it's got to go to another, another part. Yeah. And, um, do you, do you find yourself needing to be in a specific mood? I mean, is there, is, or does it, like an inspiration I know I do. drop on you? It, it helps, but, but also like I, because I don't think I'm like, you know, I'm not really a great songwriter. So I'm like still, I still have a pretty blue collar approach. Like when I'm in, when I'm trying to be writing either for this thing or for the band, like if I, if like, if like we are quote unquote writing a new album, mm-hmm. like I am making myself pick up the guitar for two hours a day, whether I feel anything or not, like I make myself do it. Okay. And, and, and because I don't want to be a slacker and I don't want to just wait for like, I don't want to wait for like inspiration to get slid under my door magically right. at the, in the ninth, you know, the ninth inning, you know, like I want to be able to work at it and, and like slug away at it and like collect, collect things and, and have stuff to work with. So I, I, I just make myself do it. And some days it's like, it's like, wow, like stuff just pops up and like it's flowing and I'm super inspired. And some days it's just two hours of plunk, plunk, plunk and like nothing. Right. You feel like but it's I, a lot of work. Make, make, but I make myself do it every day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that that's dedication. That's, that's, that's a, that is an honorable thing and, right there. And there's a thing though. You see, you see, did you, did you teach yourself guitar or did you, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. You see, I, that's the problem I have is I'm not a very good guitar player at all. And I have to wait for the guys that I'm working with to finish writing something for me to sit down and, and kind of work with because I don't write my own music. Um, but you know, and what I usually do is it, it takes a while for me to write, you know, like lyrically and, um, what I'll do is I have to like listen to what they've given me and then I have to feel the mel- work out a melody and, and things like that and then come up with subject matter. That's kind of where I, where I start with, I don't know. It's, it's interesting because everybody you know, has a different, you know, starting point. Yeah. I, I look at the musical process as a circle, you know, you can put a dot anywhere in that circle and that's going to be maybe where you start where someone starts. Yeah. Or somebody's, you know, and it, it's just a, you know, you, you run through the, the radius of the music, you know, collecting as you go until you, uh, until you wind up uh, in that full circle and you've, you've got it all filled in and it's a good song. No, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird, you know, how everybody's uh, process is different. Right. Well, I was talking to, a, I have a coworker who, who's a really good guitar player, like he legit knows how to play guitar. And he could do all kinds of scales and solos and blues and stuff like that. And and like he's he's like a zillion times better of a guitar player than me, but he has no idea how to write a song. Like he always asks me like, "How do you do it?" And 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 I'm always like, "How do you not do it? Like how do you just <laughs> right. play? How do you play that riff four times and not want to do something different? Like how? Like I don't. I just don't get it. Like it's something. I think innately people can." Like it just it just sort of happens for me. Like I and I taught myself to play guitar because I was in the same boat as you. Like I was in a band, and the and I'm waiting for a dude to write some guitar parts right. so I can try to write a vocal melody over it. And finally, I was like, "Fuck, I, I'm sick of waiting." Or or like I don't like that riff. It sounds like too much like ACDC. Like I'm gonna write something else. And so I taught I taught myself how to play guitar the like just the normal Johnny Ramone way. Yeah. And then later I taught myself how to play acoustic guitar. With like the open chords, the full chords, nice, and that was really hard. But I was like looking on YouTube and like looking at 
diagrams and like bending my fingers ways that I didn't think they should bend. And now I can sort of do it. And, and so it's like, if you can't, like if, if you want to do it, you can, it just takes some, yeah, it takes some motivation. Time. But like for me, songwriting has always been a sort of a, it just, it just happens for me. It doesn't happen like magically. Like I've heard stories about like Dolly Parton wrote Jolene in like a one hour, like mm-hmm. just crazy stuff like that. That's so and unbelievable. That, that doesn't happen to me. No, but, but like I generally can be pretty prolific because when I get a guitar in my hands, like stuff, stuff just gets, stuff gets created. Like there's something's going to happen. I'm going to come up with a, with a cool melody and then I'm going to want to fill it in with words or I'll be like thinking about a line. Like I wrote a song, I finished a song today and, and like the chorus, basically the entire chorus appeared in my head, like word for word. And I just had to find a melody around it. See, that's awesome. That's cool. So like sometimes you hear a melody, like one of our songs, a really popular good riddance song. I was out in the water surfing and and this and this was way back in the day like and a melody came into my head and i couldn't get rid of it and, and I, was, I really liked it and i was like fuck i gotta get out of the water like i'm gonna forget this and so i <laughs> I, I paddled in and it, i mean i i should have i mean it was it was good it was firing i wanted to stay out but i went i paddled in and got in my car and went home as quick as i could singing it the whole way because i was gonna forget it because there was no voice memos there was no cell phones or right. something like that sure got home like you know got my wetsuit off and like grabbed my guitar and that song ended up be, be, you know that ended up being a chorus of a of a popular song of ours so it's weird when inspiration strikes and like what you got to do to sort of preserve it oh yeah mm-hmm. because especially like the older i get like those things come and they go and you're like Fuck dude <laughs> dude <laughs> yeah believe you know? me dude i completely understand like i'll, I'll be like it's funny cuz i work with this 18 year old kid and and like Every now and then he'll see me go into the other room. And he's like, "What are you writing down?" It's like, "Dude, I got these these three or four words that that sound really cool. I'm I'm gonna put them down because I think I can use them for a song or something, you know." And he goes, "Well, why don't you just use your phone?" Or you know, I'm like, "I'm old, man. We write things down." <laughs> no, it's just no. You gotta have a you gotta have a paper copy because the digital copies can get lost just as easy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or well, I use I use the phone a lot, but like, but there that wasn't there wasn't always that technology. So right, or, yeah. I mean, I can remember like always having my notepad with me, and I would be driving, and I would pull over the side of the road and like write something down, <laughs> you know, and then get and then get back on the freeway. And I so usually, like a lot my, of times, like yeah, stuff gets stuff like the craziest stuff will will get written that way, like just in in that in that moment like you got it like when it's when inspiration strikes right. you got to not gonna, not fuck with it i was going to say yeah. when the lightning hits you dude you got to go yeah you need to tell your coworker that uh that you know he has to take a page out of the yoda book there is no can't only do <laughs> well hey, no he's, he's a he, he just likes he just likes to noodle and play scales and blues and he doesn't <laughs> but he he's like it's so weird because i don't know how a guy could sit there for hours and do that and not right. and not be over it like so it's every everybody's different right everybody's different that's true i mean and that's what makes it amazing you know that's you know uh, what makes i mean that's what makes legendary musicians it really does Mm -hmm. you know the 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 processes the the experiments the you know the truths that you but the guy that the guy that did this class that i did like 
he he writes he writes songs that just make me want to quit music. Like he just, <laughs> I just don't, like it's just ridiculous. It's like I hate you, and it sucks because I I I love listening to his band, and, and I hate it at the same time because it's just so defeating. Because they'll never, ever, ever write a song half as good as that. Dude, it's like a guy up an escalator. Dude, I I, I completely understand, (laughs) man. It's crazy. Like, uh, the newer stuff that that, uh, me and the guys are working on is more along the lines of kind of like a uh, Mr. Bungle instead of like a hardcore thing. We're going going a little bit more avant-garde because we're all like... Look, dude, I'm getting kind of old. I'm not going to be fucking screaming on the microphone for too much longer. So let's try something different. So we're all going to do a little bit different stuff. And and then the you guys are doing sounds good. Well, thank you. And, and we're just trying to figure out, you know, what we're going to do with it. And then it's like we look like- we look for our influences. And, and like my my influences are, you know, like I told you, it's like I come from the youth of today and Iron Maiden. And then I'm a huge Mike Patton fan. So it's like that's the way it goes. And, and then the other guys, some guys are like industrial fans. And so our music is kind of really eclectic right now. But um, but doing the, you know, just, just sitting down and trying to put out the music with some other people, it, it's it's been a chore uh, through the pandemic because none of us could actually meet together. We've all been doing this virtually and like oh do you like this do you like that have you been in that situation through all the pandemic you know like were you dealing with someone else writing also with you and you kind of going okay well do you like that that you know and just shooting riffs back and forth each other no i i haven't i i i do the bulk of the writing for my band and i, oh, and okay. I during the pandemic i did do some demoing like just on my own at, at home with like with logic pro like nice. getting some like song ideas together, and then this guy, this this guy that had the label like several months ago, he just was like, kept saying he's like, I love your first solo album. I want to do an album. I want to do an album. And finally, I was like, uh, I was like, okay, let's do I, it. I relented and I, I started to started to really write that stuff. So, and that is that's obviously not really collaborative, except for right. my producer, who you know he's he's listening to it all and he's going to have he's going to be in charge of what else goes on there. Like it's, so it's not just dude and the guitar for 12 songs. So he's thinking about all that, but that's basically like, I get the rough demos up into Dropbox and share it with him. And then he's going to do what he's going to do. So, but I do know, although, although no, actually I take that back. Like I did some vocals for like punk rock karaoke. Oh, nice. Nice. That's awesome. And swear it. We're like, I, I recorded my, my vocals on video and, and also like the, a vocal recording yeah, on the audio. And, sent it, and sent those files in and then somebody re- arranges them all and then they have a they share the clip and it looks like we're all playing together because we're all in the screen together <laughs> right we're all different places uh so that's that was really cool to be a part of i did a, you know probably three or four of those type of things yeah i watched a few of those those are, those are pretty awesome those yeah. are pretty awesome well now that now that the the world is well i can't say the world it's, 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 it's we're slowly getting back, back, back together forth. But I mean, in the U.S. anyway, it, it, things seem to be progressing in a positive light. Uh, the the festivals are are definitely uh, coming back into play. Oh, uh, yeah, bands are coming back on the scene. I mean, uh, what uh, is there some something that you're planning on doing uh, 
before the end of the year festival wise or are you have yeah you have we're playing days? good riddance is going to play punk rock bowling in september nice cool. in las vegas and then we're going to play fest in gainesville florida in october which i nice. think is over over halloween weekend and i think that's it for us for for 2021 and then we have we had a european a pretty good sizable european slash scandinavian run set up for 2020 that got that got canned and so it's got it got canned again this year because it's just cutting it too close so it's going to be next year in 2022 we're going to finally get back to well a lot of europe's closing back down again too so yeah Yeah. so hopefully hopefully that it it still happens but it, it would be like this time next year and uh, yeah, uh, so hopefully that, hopefully that happens. One of our it's one of a- our friends, um, he's also like a um, a co-host on the show, and he does the uh, MHOG uh, Europe. Uh, is our friend Mart? He's actually in a uh, a black metal band out there, and he posted the other day. He goes, uh, they were all excited because they got to go practice together for like the first time in over a year, and then he posted like a week later. Well, we're going back into. Uh, uh, you know, stasis, basically, we're not, you know, we're all going to be locked down again for another God knows how long. So there goes all the live shows again. He was oh, just, bummer. yeah, dude, he was just so distraught. He's like, fuck, man, this sucks. So, yeah, they're, they're back to being slowly closing back down again. So it sucks. As many ups as there's, there's twice as many downs. It seems like in a lot of places yeah. anymore. Um, uh, know, what are your what are your thoughts on it, man? Yeah, I was gonna uh, ask like, how how uh, your area was doing too. Well, today, today the fifteenth, California officially quote unquote opened back up. Nice. Oh wow! So basically, no more. There's no limits anymore for indoor dining or anything. Great. Uh, there's most businesses will let you like masks are optional if you're vaccinated. Cool. And. There's a there's a probably a bunch of other stuff that I'm forgetting that's, right. that's different, but uh, it, it's been trending that way. Like in my area, like I work, I, I have a day job. I work for Apple, and and so we it's been getting busier and busier, and like kind of more like normal. Cool. Um, so Santa Clara County is where I work, and the the numbers have just been dropping so fast. So it almost seems like it almost seems like it's normal, like people yeah. are out and about. Yeah, everybody's got masks on still, but people, everybody's out and about. Like, there's just crowds of people, and which is good to see. Like, and then doesn't feel unsafe. It doesn't feel sketchy. And yeah, and now with like, because my bass player, he bought it. You know, he bought a restaurant oh, right wow. before right before COVID, and so oh. he's, he's been struggling. Fuck, um, he's been pulling it off, and uh, but like now he can like seat everybody. He's got inside dining again, so. A lot of the restaurants are going to be really stoked because now they can seat their whole capacity. Right. They can actually work. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, they can. They can. Yeah. So it's today. Today was supposed to. But today, yeah. Today was the day for California. That's fantastic. Yeah, we we opened up about a month ago, like uh, Louisiana in the New Orleans area. We kind of the actual city of New Orleans has not opened up, but like the outskirts and everything else has. The actual city is they they were they were still a little iffy on stuff, so they kind of kept the mask mandate up. I think until uh, last week or so, and they finally let you know let up on that. Uh, but we officially have been. Um, I do booking for uh, like the podcast does booking for a little venue out here, and uh, 
we had our official like real big show there the other night and it was like you know 100 people crammed in this little bitty building and it didn't feel like I was going to die. You know what I mean? Like I didn't feel, yeah. I wasn't worried about getting anything or, you know, anything like that. Everybody was cool. And it was really nice to finally be in a crowd again. And, and like, I mean, a lot of it, celebrate of music never made it through the pandemic though. Yeah. You know, a lot of the businesses, they, they're, yeah. they're shut down. They're closed. I feel bad for those owners. Your, your uh, bass player, very lucky. He was able yeah, to keep he is. going. Yeah, he was smart. Like he was smart, and he he did the right thing, and and uh, scaled his thing down really quick. And also, he got he had the the PPP loan that helps. Right. Yeah, and, yeah, that helps. Uh, but like, yeah, I I was gonna say like last night we were in Las Vegas to watch a because my bass player married a girl from Montreal a nice. long time ago. We met with who we met on tour, and so she's a huge Montreal Canadiens fan, obviously. I don't know if you guys do hockey here. Yeah, it's it's not her fault. So <laughs> so anyway, that they're playing the Las Vegas Golden Knights, and the the first game of their playoff round was last night. So nice. we they we all flew to Las Vegas because it's only like an hour flight, right. and then stayed there and and went to the game. Cool. And it was the re- the arena was like pretty much packed. That's awesome. And I think I might have been the only dude in there wearing a mask. <laughs> uh, so so Nevada is is up and running. Like that's cool. That's really cool. Uh, so yeah, it was it was crazy. Like, and I hadn't been in a live hockey game since you know in over a year. Dude, so it was really fun. He, it was fun to go to that. You know what, man? I have never been to a live hockey game. How about that? Like I love hockey. Louisiana, Louisiana does not have a hockey team. Probably never will have a hockey team. We had well, one when I was not. a little kid. No, but, they do. Just, there's, it's like East Coast Hockey League. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it was it was a little. You don't have an NHL team though. Yeah, we don't have no an NHL no team. NHL. No, no. Yeah. And uh, so I was just like, I've never actually got to see a ha- actual game. I always wanted no to. <laughs> I, I was born and raised in Pittsburgh, so I, uh, it's mandatory. I have to like. Yeah, play. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. mandatory. Yeah, dude, everything in if you come from Pittsburgh, it's always mandatory. You've got to love to hate the Pirates. You have to swear at the Steelers, but that's the only team you like. And then the Penguins. You know, that's just, you have to, you know, you have yeah. to have a jersey for everything. But, uh, and I'm not a huge sports guy, but I do like my hockey. Because yeah. I think it's a, it's an honest game. It, it's a cool game. I really enjoy watching the games on TV. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, but I would, I think I would enjoy actually going to one because I've never had the opportunity oh, you, to see you one. You and your son would love to go to a hockey game. I know you guys would. You know? Yeah. That's so cool, though. Oh, it's North Carolina finally dropped their mass mandate, so... It's been like, you know, <laughs> I, I, we have a business here in, in North Carolina, and uh, it, it's just all of a sudden, as soon as they found out that North Carolina dropped everything, it's just they they flooded it. There's there's tourists from everywhere. What city are you in, North Carolina? I am on uh, uh, just south of Wilmington, North Carolina, and oh. just north of Myrtle Beach. So just across what's the border. The na- what's the name of the city? Uh, I'm on a, a a small island called Holden Beach. Holden Beach. Holden Beach. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, uh south of Hatteras. It's a it's a barrier yeah. island. Uh, and of course you're on an island. You've got beaches. You've got you know lots of surfing and everything else. So there's people everywhere. It's like Fourth of July every day here right now. It's just craziness. I wake up, go to work. You know we're we're there at four a.m. My wife's there at three where she's baking, you know, I'm getting stuff yeah. ready. 
and then uh and then all of a sudden it's just it's just crazy town you know there's people everywhere and they're all lining up at the door like this is awesome love it don't get me wrong but goddamn. yeah i know a lot of places in the country have been that way for a while i just california we've all been like when i went to play that we went to play that show just a couple weeks ago in arizona and I did. I saw all these people without masks, and I was like, "Whoa!" Because in California, we're still, we're still all masked up. We're staying. We're like staying away from each other. Yeah, sure. And in in, uh, in Arizona, it was just. It was like looked like COVID never happened. So yeah, was, I've got I've got a trip. collection of masks, like I'm sure you have. <laughs> Same here. Different ones. I've got boxes of disposables. I've got I've got fucking bedazzled things that people have given. I don't know. I've got masks for everything. Well, you even uh, got you. We even have our own uh, MHOG podcast mask that you yeah, can get. We online. have our which are on sale right now at T Public. <laughs> That's right. There you go. Shame, <laughs> shameless plug. Um, <laughs> man, uh, so I read that you did a song for a Johnny Cash tribute record. Yeah, that was that was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never. I, I didn't know you did that, dude. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, it was fun. I I was just starting to get introduced to the acoustic guitar, and I didn't think it was gonna be that big a deal because it didn't look. If you watch Johnny Cash, it doesn't look like he's doing it really that much. And then <laughs> they were like, "What song you want to do?" I was like, "Oh, I'll, I'll do Walk the Line. I like that song." Thinking it was gonna be a walk in the park, and then I I started to study it, and I was like, <laughs> oh. "Whoa, it changes key like six times." You're it's like, really strange. It's what like am a I weird... getting myself into? Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Whoa, this is." This is going to require like a, a higher degree of study than I initially thought I'd signed up for, but it worked Interesting out. Interesting songwriter Johnny Cash. He's definitely I. I always appreciated his songwriting abilities. I, I have a uh, a good uh, Johnny Cash story for you. My Uh-oh. yeah, it's it's just hysterical. Like it, it blows me away every time my uh, father in law tells me this story. He tells me once in a while the same thing, but um. So my father-in-law is from the same area that Johnny Cash is from, okay, uh, which is like Tennessee. Um, and uh, as a little boy, my father-in-law dated Johnny Cash's daughter, and, oh, um, and it was from the it was from the first marriage, not from the the famous singer lady, not not, not, June, Carter. not June Carter, yeah, and. The crazy thing about the story is he tells me, he says, yeah, you know, the first, I'll, I'll never forget the first date I went on with the girl. I said, okay, well, what, what happened? He goes, well, Johnny Cash pulls up to the front of my house in his big, you know, Cadillac. Him and his wife are in the front seat, me and the daughter are in the back, and they brought us to a drive-in movie, and we watched <laughs> the movie. While Johnny Cash sat in the front seat, I was like, "Dude, that is the coolest shit I've ever heard." Like, you you went on the date. What said? What happened? He goes, "Well, nothing. I married, <laughs> I married your uh, wife's mom now." <laughs> so that was it. I was just like, "Dude, that is a cool ass story that you actually dated yeah. dated Johnny That's Cash's nuts. daughter, man." That's crazy. Yeah, like that was just bizarre. He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> He was just yeah. he was just Mr. Cash to me, you know. I, you know, oh, at that time, daughter's name I think was Cash, like Kathy. I think, I think so. Yeah, I think that's the other was. one was uh, Roseanne Cash. She had yeah. a, a musical career for herself for a, a little time. while. She had like yeah. a hit song, and she. I think the name of her song was uh, "Flat Top Box," and that came out like in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, it was a while ago, but 
all in all, she was a good songwriter too. That's just a really cool story. You got the yeah, yeah. Do you ever that... date anybody famous, Wayne? Me? No, no, not no, not even close. I mean, uh, I one, almost dated somebody famous. One of my best friends growing up is on uh, Gold Rush now. I mean, that's the closest I got to being famous. Like, well, he... yeah, but you didn't date him. No, no. Okay, cool. But I've probably seen his balls. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> So bizarre. Well, we, no, I, dude, he lived at I, my I, house. Yeah, I am. I almost, uh, I almost dated. Uh, well, I didn't almost date. It was even close to a date. I accidentally got paired up with somebody famous when I was younger at a roller rink. But she wasn't. Uh, who, she... who was visiting her cousin who lived in Butler, Pennsylvania? Nice. Which yeah, was Gwen Stefani. That's weird. And tell me about it. Yeah, she didn't have blonde hair when I knew her. That's funny. And now, now she's with uh, what's his name? Yeah, uh, uh, Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton. There it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just I skated with it. She wasn't very into me. I offered her, you know, a fun dip and the. Well, she's just know, a girl, dude. Yeah, she's just a girl. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. That was that was. Funny. Oh, Russ. Do you do? Uh... You guys are rolling. You don't even need me. No, 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 man, no, no. Sorry about that, man. That's just what happens. This is a weird tangent. Yeah. Uh, I, I. Do you have any? Um, this is gonna be an odd question. I asked most of our guests. Do you have any like uh, hobbies besides me? You know, like besides playing music, things that you like to do other than work and play music, of course. Do you like collect stuff? Do you fucking you know things like that? Outdoor guy. No, I, I, I work. I mean, I've worked in I've worked in hockey since 2007. I'm a scout, so I I work in the wow. I work in the Western Hockey League. No I work wonder for, you I like. Work, I work for the Kootenai Ice, and then I work now. I work for the Tri City Americans. So I basically, I mean, that last year aside, because because all the rinks were shut down, but I basically go around California watching a Bantam Bantam AAA hockey and and doing reports and dude, that's cool. awesome. Working, working for a hockey team, and then I play. I play in a men's league here. Well, I, we haven't played in over a year, but that's probably going to start start up again. Right, right, right. That that's you're like cool, living man. the dream then. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to work in the NHL. That's what that's the dream. But uh, it's it's fun to be working in hockey, and the, the Western Hockey League is a is a great league. It's like a it's a pretty pretty good yeah it's a pretty good a pretty good situation. That that's phenomenal, dude. That's so freaking cool. Did you when when you uh, young kid always fascinated with hockey or was it a something you no, grew into? Well, I mean, this is going to date me. I'm I'm old, but like I got <laughs> I got know. introduced to it in 1980. You know, the Miracle on Ice, that whole thing. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah. I remember I remember watching you know with my parents the Winter Olympics, and I'd never seen hockey before, and I just thought it was I thought I thought it was colorful and violent and fast and i thought it was those three things together made it really cool to me which threw you into yeah. the punk scene yeah i i think that they go together yeah not yeah. not everybody does but i think they do but um, I, think, I mean just in those three descriptions yeah three words you just you yeah. just <laughs> the other thing yeah uh, man, That's one so cool. of one of the first things that i have ever how i ever experienced hockey was uh the sega genesis Really? <laughs> the hockey game on the second gen, dude. That was the greatest hockey game ever. No. Yes. No. It was horrible. No, it was so good. That's how I learned all the guys' names. Hobby Bullen. 
you know, Jeremy Roenick and all those people. Peter Satan. <laughs> yeah, I remember that <laughs> um, so That's it. I don't, I don't collect anything. I don't really do anything cool. I, I just, well, I, I work yeah, for cool, Apple. Like, I play music when I can. And then dude. during the, during the hockey season, I'm, I'm usually, I'm driving down to Southern California, which is like a six hour drive, like at least four or five times a year to go to tournaments and stuff like that. Not cool, uh, man. I think you dude. nailed cool as soon as you. I was gonna say this dude just said I don't do anything cool. I just I just go play festivals I just, I just and play awesome music. Come on, man. Work for Apple. Well, I mean, you guys were asking like, if I had like some some rad hobby, and I don't. I guess. Oh, you surf, man. You still surf? Yeah. Well, there you That's go. a good one. That's a pretty rad hobby. I wish I could surf. Yeah. I can stand up on the board for a little bit. Fucking big wave comes over, gonna knock my ass off. <laughs> I'll be the one guy that finds a goddamn megalodon. I get on a goddamn board. <laughs> no man, uh, the closest I come to surfing is skateboarding, so that's it. That's still badass, dude. You know. Oh man, man, man. Hey, I, Last time I was on a wheels, I was with Gwen Stefani. There you go. <laughs> you stupid fuck. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh man, that's cool, man. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to when when's the new album drop? My my solo album is supposed to be out in the fall. Sweet. Okay. So cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll post it on social media and stuff. Nice, dude. Uh, one last thing, man, before we get out of here. Uh, well, two last things actually. One, what would you um would you tell these people how they can find your music and everything? Like, you know, give them some URLs and and things to locate you and do things like that. Well, my, my first solo album is called Farewell Catalonia, and it's on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, whatever, any any place, any place that you would normally find music. It's pretty easy to find. And it's just, it's my name, Ruts Russ Rankin, Farewell Catalonia. Sweet. Sweet, sweet, sweet. And the other thing is, is how long, um, I'm, I'm going to ask you about the, the vegan stuff, is how, how long have you been vegan? Since 1993. 93? Wow. wow. That's yeah. awesome, man. Awesome. Uh, look, that's uh, we we had a, uh, another former guest in front of us on the show. His, uh, he's a hip-hop artist named... Uh, his name was Big Smo, and he, we cut, he kind of cut that out, and he calls him Smo now because he went vegan. It, he had it, dropped so much weight, dude. He's like small little guy. He feels better. You know, it, it's really cool. Um, uh more to power to you guys like i've tried i still try and it's tough it's really tough man wayne there's no try only do yeah i know i know it's not it's not that hard dude yeah just switch it it was it was hard in 1993 and i still did it it's a million times easier now well yeah now there's now there's more options yeah oh yeah i mean there's nothing to uh you know replace replace a steak with a nice portobello mushroom or yeah uh, i've done that plenty of times or tofu or i love the tofu it's good stuff uh beyond burgers are the best thing ever really beyond burgers are awesome oh, yeah. yeah like i i guess i don't know i I'm, think so i think i'm I, well no it's not it's it's talking to people like you and like smo that would make me more want to change because you guys know you guys know what's the good stuff and what's not and here i am well, going to try something and it's not fire that. dude you just go out you find yeah, something yeah but if you if you can type uh how do i go vegan in, into your into your computer 
then you won't have to try anymore. It'll just tell yeah. you all the stuff to do. Okay. And now, and now you can go like when I went vegan, you had to go to like the weird hippie co-op store, right. the one, the ones <laughs> in your whole town. And yeah. now there's, then now there's Whole Foods. Now there's, dude, I can go down to like, I don't know what the chain grocery stores are where you guys live, but right. here it's like Safeway is a chain grocery store. Yeah, you, yeah. Safeway, you can whole. get everything vegan there: vegan cheese, every kind of nut milk. Every kind of like fake sausage, burgers, chicken patties, nuggets, everything. Like at, all, the, at, the, at the chain, good. at the chain grocery store. Yeah, yeah. The world has changed when it comes to that. It has. There are many more options. And it's There's very so like so really like nice the, 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 like it's the, like it's 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 really hard thing. It's not happening. Like you gotta if you want to do it, you, you can just gotta totally push. Do it. Just gotta you push myself, totally, man. That's all. Really, it's an easy push, dude. You just. You wake up tomorrow, tomorrow, and you go, "I'm going to do this," and then just stick with it. That's the that's yeah. stick that, with it's the hardest that, part. If, that, if that's if you're finding that's troublesome, you can like think about how how you've been how you've managed to reconcile the degree of violence attached to what you're consuming. Very true. See if, see if you're cool with that. Yeah, Very I mean, true. there's, there's different true. ways of looking at it. You yeah, know, you I know. just got to pick what you want to do, man. I know, man. It's just like I said. I I, I want to. I want to push myself and try things and do this. But it's it's. I don't know, man. I just have that. I think. I I think honestly, I think it's just a a weird like stigma in my head. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. It is. It you're you're you've you're. I've been eating. Yeah. Yeah. The only in your way is you. Exactly. Exactly. It's easier than you think. So stop it. And you'll yeah, feel better. That feel better. that that's my whole that's my whole thing is like I'm getting older. I need to start feeling better about myself. You know, the big tumor between your shoulders will shrink. That's my plus head. The animals plus the animals will be stoked on you. Yeah, yeah. for real. Yeah, I mean, They'll I start talking to you. I'm no, they still. I'm already a vet, veterinary technician, man. I already know you know the the cruelty and shit that goes on with the animals, and that's what that's another reason I'm thinking of these things. You know, yeah, good good way of going about it. Man. Like I, I fix the, the problems that come in quite a lot, you know. So, but anyway, man, this yeah. is this is a really interesting show. I, I've 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 really dug it, and I'm I'm looking forward to your uh, fall release of the new. I am album. too. I really am. Thanks, man. guys. Thanks, guys. I'm looking forward to it also. Um, well, again, Russ, man, thank you again for coming on the show, man. We really appreciate you taking the time and. I also, again, want to say thank you for understanding with all the bullshit that happened with us trying to get you on the show, you know? Yeah. You know, it's... No worries. Glad it worked out. Yeah, me too. Um, And and as always, you're always welcome back on the show anytime you want, especially if you want to come on and uh, push your solo album. You're more than welcome to come on, dude. Thanks. But anyway, all right, guys. I was your host, Wayne. I am Rum. And as always, remember to keep it, keep it, keep it, metal, metal, That's it.